This is Unwired, a podcast from Europe to Europe, talking about tech, people, and their stories. Today we are chatting about remote work. We will have a look at the difference between home office and remote work, what the science says about it, and which companies actually manage it pretty well and have a really great and awesome all-remote strategy. We will try to give you guys some info on how you can make working at home possible by having a quick look at the most widely used conferencing tools. And uh, maybe we will start with uh, just talking about our general experience with the topic. You go first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, it's not really remote work work we are doing. We are really doing more home office, um, but we will clarify this in a, in a couple of minutes. I actually have, as from a consulting perspective, pretty much every flexibility which I need to because I anyhow need to work wherever I have to be. If it's on client side, somewhere within Germany or Europe or from home. But before, when I worked in, a, in another company, it, uh, it was really like I actually had the wish to go to office um, to meet the colleagues, um, meet the colleagues for, for coffee um, and used quite Not, not so often, really, the, the home office uh, possibilities. Like, at least, I mean, once per week, yes, but not really more. How is it about you? Um, well, although we kind of have the same job now, or a very uh, comparable one, um, I did have a lot more, like, traditional developer jobs, I think, than you had. Um, and also... I had like for almost two years, I had to um, to travel to the same client uh, where hmm. <laughs> where I met you actually, um, <laughs> and that led to me uh, working on a project um, that made it almost uh, not really sensible whenever I was at home and not in the um, in the, the city I, I had the project in uh, to actually go to the office because I had a hmm. team in my own company of uh, um, maybe 10 to 15 people, but in the city I worked only three. <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, it was just me and, uh, and my boss, actually, uh, in, <laughs> in, in that city. So uh, there was really no point in going to the office. And my boss didn't, didn't right. really go uh, either. So I had like alternating weeks of uh, just a week at the clients and then uh, just... A week of home office and my personal kind of preference I think is very compar uh, comparable to yours because I like a good mix like um, a week of home office is definitely too much um, yes yes and and then my uh, my experience also uh, depends a lot on like the kind of work Uh, what we're doing right now uh, makes me feel like I'm way more productive in the office because uh, it's much more traditional consulting work, uh, much more work in like Microsoft Office, uh, preparing slides, talking about concepts, uh, talking about like um, picking other people's uh, brains on t uh, topics. So mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely more productive in the office while if I'm like, really in a developer role and I need to just without distraction buckle down on just one uh, developer like kind of issue like just working against error message by error message <laughs> uh, that's something that I can do at home very productively also because it's like it's 
<laughs> excuse the pun it's bugging me of course when when there's like uh an error message and then another one and i just i try to make it work and that makes it more likely for me to uh, do more hours as well because i just it's like a puzzle i need to uh i need to solve it and then yeah, uh, yeah and then i'm very productive as well because then nothing can really take my attention away from mm. it yeah but i think also in, in as you said or as you start already it's really depend on which kind of job you're doing um i thought my career is yeah. in the really heavy energy utility company um switched later on to a, a small family-led it management consulting um and there was basically never the topic of home office it's even not was somehow discussed when you ask like hey uh, i have a doctor's appointment can i do it from home um, then for sure no one said no but if you did this a couple of times in a row they were looking at you like mm, why are you always working from home do you yeah. work at home then anyhow um but nowadays i would say it's more the, the other way around um if i'm at home i would nearly say i work too much most of the time but also because um especially now during this uh, whole times where everyone is working from home you have so many conference calls and meetings um and phone calls and mm. this this little tasks which come from all side through different communication channels that there is really no clear start and ending point uh, when you go to office okay. Um, I would say you have like this, you, you start, I don't know, in my case, jump into the into the metro and then I check the first time like, okay, which email came into the evening or in the morning. Um, and the same way when I go home, when, when I touch the or leave the metro, better to say, um, then the topic is for me done somehow. But I think this is also because of the missing working culture was... Um, this extensive way of doing home office at the moment yeah. it depends a lot on the culture as well it depends a lot on the yeah. culture and i think it's also because the companies do not spend the right time yet or haven't thought about it to really give you the right advice for doing it and how to do it yeah yeah that's definitely true uh, like we're at a company right now where um, <laughs> interestingly i started in home office uh, because i just started two months ago um but the company itself doesn't isn't really that much home office focused like the company i was at before which was uh, a very very big it service company um and like a lot of home office culture in a way um that made it like very easy nobody would ever question you when working uh, working from home because it was almost considered the default mm. um, oh. but at the same time nobody was talking about like there was no official talk about hey what's actually the best way to do this uh basically um kind of also because you're a consultant you're quite independent anyway because that's kind of the point uh mm everybody expects you to just decide uh, to let you decide what's best for yourself but uh, i would still argue that like a company-wide communication on this is the best way to do this uh, uh, like how to balance between uh, home office and and going to the office uh, that would i would have appreciated that I'm, I'm, i know yeah. 
maybe we should start introducing a little bit the difference between what's actually a home office and what is remote work because right. um we i assume we will call the podcast remote work um but for i think most of the people we are actually talking about home office itself right. so um there's no nothing really one-to-one -one written into stone what is what um but if you compare a little bit some public guides for also company which we have a look later on which is fully remote working and what what i would say the more classical or traditional companies keeping doing um you can say like home office is basically that the company allows you to stay at home and do your work from home um I mean, there are some companies which says like you can do it one, two days. Um, some companies say you can do it all day or all week long. Um, but the main difference is that um, with a home office, you stay in the same time zone normally. So there is not a big difference between you and your colleagues which you're working with, except you're working in an international company and have offices all around the world, uh, world of course. Um, but with remote work, it is totally different. With remote work, it means you can work wherever you want, at which time you want, and there's no one um, expecting something from you that you have a fixed time period where you need to be online or um, that you answer the phone in specific times and stuff like that. And you don't need uh, to check, like you don't have the, um, you don't need to check back with anyone uh, for right. where you work when you are going to be aware yeah 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 right so there are some restrictions um about your jobs or there can exist some restrictions in the job even when you work fully remote like let's say you are a regional sales representative um then of course it doesn't make sense if you're living in sydney while you try to sell your software in um paris Right. right. And also this all everything we're talking about just of course includes office jobs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, basically that's the that's the difference between those both things. Um, the one thing is pretty much like more like an allowance. You can stay at home and you work in the same time zone, but it's always compared with some expectant expectant mostly while on the other side you have the full flexibility where you want to do it which time you want to do and um, we will also later, later talk about it what is actually the key for allowing this fully remote work and what are the success factor for it and what we maybe should take over also into the home office because it's really valuable right so um, now as you know a little bit about the the both terms um, Leonard how productive are you through the home office time um well as as i said before it depends a lot on the kind of work i'm doing and it depends a lot on the day as well like some days are terrible uh some days are great and i'm really in the flow and i actually do like overtime without mm. actually noticing um but that's the same that it has been all the time so it's the same at the office uh you guys all know that you have days at the office where you talk more to your colleagues than you're actually sitting in front of the computer doing any actual work um but i did look uh to maybe make this a little less about our own experiences and a little more uh, scientific i looked at the 
uh, at a study. So basically I began my research and it, be it became clear that there's basically one study that everybody's referring to all the time when it's about uh, the home office. And it's by the Stanford University and it's uh, about the uh, productivities. So uh, at, in uh, kind of a company, they I think they did it uh, where they sent... Um, uh, just ha I think half of the people uh, to work from home uh, and half of the people will would stay at the office and then they would alternate it uh, in some ways and uh, what they found is that on average people are actually 13% more productive at home um, and that I don't know did did you expect that um, I actually struggle a little bit with the terminology because for me it's more the question like um productivity for me means they just do more work um but this can also mean that they just work more in times yeah um, right. they I, I also think, I think something they, about uh, the efficiency or is it like just purely on the i think it, it is the efficiency i mean they they took uh i definitely think uh, since it's a scientific study that they took the the times into account because if they were yeah, just because working then it's more at home like you never know, you know, that it, it's possible that they just worked more and didn't really record the times correctly. But um, yeah. I'm guessing that 13% uh, more productive means actually uh, more productive during the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And 13%, I was going to say, I was really, I knew in the back of my head that there was a study out there or that, that there were multiple studies probably uh, that actually point to this um, this outcome like i knew in somewhere uh, i've read that at some point that uh, you're actually more productive at home but 13 percent that's crazy that's really that that's just a lot and i didn't really expect that i i really? would say <laughs> no i didn't really also uh what what i just uh, when i just think about it now they would have needed some kind of work where they're uh, where, where they could measure the productivity easily like uh the same amount like like work packages of the same sizes and th things like that mm -hmm. and that brings me back to my own experience because i think all work that i have ever done that was easily measured was the work that would have been more productive productive at home because this the, the things like the exchange between colleagues and like just talks that get you into a better ideas better approaches and things mm -hmm. like that those almost don't come at all in the home office uh, situation and that's something that cannot be measured easily that's true but again i think it's um always a big question about how you're living it and which kind of communication you you do right so you can still right. get the kind same kind of feedback from your colleagues um yeah but you just need to trigger somehow the communication for sure it's easier to stand up and ask for coffee than to give yeah. someone a ring or chats to someone um but i need to say i, I experienced this from time to time that it was just chatting with a colleague about a situation um, where he actually wants to ask me for some some ideas or how to solve it and actually literally while he was trying to explain me his problem he finds a solution and was like okay thanks for talking right bye yeah and i mean this is um the 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 only thing which is i think really challenging that you can 
um, that you need to give this time, um, especially when you have home office or when you're, in our case, it's not only about home office, but when we travel a lot and, um, or not a lot, but quite frequently, um, and are abroad, that we still have somewhere some time where we can give to colleagues from the same company, not directly to the client, um, or to the team, which you have as your client also, that you give them time to just chat with you. I think this is really, really crucial. Because, for example, my calendar at the moment looks full with meetings. And if someone wants to call me, I don't know, I need to call them in the evening or actually yeah. while I have lunch break and my mouse is full with something what I've cooked before. Um, or I just drop them fast a message like, hey, sorry, I can't. Maybe he wants to write me your your, your question. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think this is part of how you um, grow the right intention and culture to it. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, something that's actually interesting because the study has more uh, actual results that kind of go into that uh, topic because um, and these were the results that don't um, surprised me that much, but they're actually the more interesting um, because um, allowing the like they first they made half of the people work from home. So there was no decision in it. And that um, led to uh, quit rates actually dropping by 15%. So half the mm, people uh, that usually quit in a month uh, quit in uh, during this time, mm. which uh, especially in in our kind of uh, econo economy sector, like IT, it's a huge uh, market where there's, you can't find the people ever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe just to clarify this also, because um, I'm not sure if everyone is aware of how much you have normally this exchange rate in your company. So uh, depending on how well your company is surfing, uh, you have normally an exchange rate of colleagues from somewhere between one to five percent of all of your colleagues, which are frequently dropping out of the, the company. Um, so this means in this case, what they find out let's say your company has a drop rate of 4%, which is a little bit above the average, I think, which is somewhere around yeah. 3%. Um, I will find the resource for it and we'll link it also in the show notes. But dropping 50% or reduce the drop rate by 50% means here from going from 4% to 2%. For sure, this doesn't sound so much anymore, but um, this is huge for a company because yeah. doing recruiting, finding people, hiring people, onboarding. all this process, all this onboarding. Um, this is a huge amount of effort, which is not really transparent, but which consumes... A lot of resources, a lot of money. A lot of resources, a lot of time. Um, so there comes a lot which depends on this. And also, um, depending on how and where you're working, but if you have um, product teams which develop something together, for example, this is always disruptive if some of your teammates dropping out of your team so you have always when someone new joins your team this whole phase of rebuild the team again this can take up to to half a year or one year until the team is back to the place where it was before and that's why this is in total it looks like a little small thing but this has a really huge impact yeah. uh, going back to uh you talked about the choice uh you give people on where to work and uh, how to to uh, enable that culture mm -hmm. The study has one more finding, and that's the most interesting to me, is uh, remember the 
productive, like the productivity rose 13% when they told half their workers, you need to work from home. Uh, for, I think for the ne next six months and then they switched. Um, and then what they did was um, they let everybody just choose uh, where they wanted to work at any time. And that performance improvement was 24%. Wow. And that's really an interesting uh, learning to me because it it totally makes sense like when you give people the the choice to to um to just decide themselves on uh, where they would work nobody is choosing like choosing the um the option that makes you uh sit on your couch lazily <laughs> that, that, that makes nobody happy like um i think what Uh, like companies and uh, managers often forget is that uh, inherently everybody is happy when they uh, like I'm happy when I know that I'm making a difference they're making progress yeah. so um, when I know I can choose um, the uh, the way that I work almost all people will choose uh, the way that will make them themselves more productive No, for sure. But I think this is also clearly show, um, again, also the step between when you're in home office and when you do remote work. Right. Because when you can choose where, where you want to work, then you're on the place of, I work remotely. I do not work from home. Right. Also, if your home is then somewhere else remotely, of course, uh, it's getting a little paradox here. But yeah. as soon as you have this freedom, freedom they you really change the the terminology and switch over from one to right. the other um all right guys uh we're gonna take a quick break and then max is going to tell us all about a company that actually works from home completely remote all right guys welcome back um Max, you wanted to tell us, yeah, you wanted to tell us all about the the magic company that's working all remote. <laughs> the magic company. Um, yeah, well, right. Um, there's one company which um, at least everyone who's working in the IT area uh, knows quite well, which is uh, GitLab. Um, for everyone else who, who doesn't know them, um, they basically develop a product, um, a software, which you can install on your servers at home or in your company um, it's open source but it has also some enterprise features for managing all your source code but it does also a lot of other things too like um, you can track your tasks with it um, you can integrate it with other software components so that you get a message as soon as some colleagues have updated something um, and you can make easily reviews for example of the source code which helps you in working together um, share your opinion and optimize and, and yeah, reach a higher quality uh, potentially of what you have written as a software. And um, GitLab has basically an all remote strategy. There's no real office. There's no headquarter. They just work where they want to work. And the really cool thing about um, these guys is that they basically wrote this all down in the remote manifesto. You will find the link also in the show notes. Um, 
where they basically describe what they are doing and what effort they invest for um, supporting their team members in having yeah basically a perfect environment for doing remote because it's not that easy so for example um, the manifesto gives you some guidance about how you have an onboarding procedure how you get the people to know that there's now suddenly somewhere on this planet a new person um, which is part of your team you also need to train the leaders so the team leads needs to get a special training for having awareness for understanding for um, adjusting the communication with the teams um, because otherwise you will lose track of your fellows um, collaborative tools is of course one one really huge thing and as i said there are a few things which are really crucial like a direct communication through phone call or video call but what gitlab does and this is really really um, awesome and on the other side also crazy um, they manage everything over uh, so-called issues or kind of tickets where they open a case what they want to discuss or if they want to start a new marketing campaign if they want to start a new product um, it's all tracked in a ticket and the people can comment under it they can give likes to it not like on facebook like really like um, this is a good idea this is a bad idea or i just love it and they can directly link also first prototypes like source code to it so this is a really big lever to the communication because everything is documented is open and transparent for everyone and you can just follow easily the communication between team members and how they create and get better with the ideas And one really interesting thing which I saw also in the um, remote manifesto was that um, they have a specific section about how you can make your workplace ready for remote work. So they support you and or describe how you can find a good chair for you, which are good chairs for you, what is the right table, um, having a standing desk, um, what is the right um, arrangement so that you're not blinded by the light what is the right monitor which headset you need and so on and so on so they pick up all those little details and give you um, guidance to it so that you really have a workbench at home where you feel comfortable where you have qualitatively high tools um, to do your job and also the leaders um, for example have a special um, guide to it to take care that their employees really follow this guide and have a nice place. Nice. That sounds pretty good. That sounds like uh, something I could have used at my last company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty But, sure. Maybe though that existed and I didn't know. And was, <laughs> this is all on me. That's very possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I really like in this is that um, they even have, for example, a, a head of remote, um, Darren Murph at the moment. Um, who's responsible for uh, develop those guides and uh, take care that the yeah people can live really this all remote strategy and in this context in an interview which i found and which is really outstanding for me was like um, you actually need two things for remote work a good wi-fi and a good communication and the wi-fi even is not sometimes so important as long as you can have communication and Especially he's talking about the communication habits. So he is really foster on asynchronous communication. 
Yeah. Um, so do not expect that someone is directly answer you because you do not know if this person at the moment is work or if he's sleeping or he is surfing or um, bringing the kids to the school or whatever he's doing. So don't expect that someone is directly answer you. Interesting. And what I also really like is go public, not private. So your communication should be also in a group of people or in a public ticket instead of making a one-to-one -one communication of course if you're talking with uh, a colleague which is also your friend about what you're doing on the weekend you don't need to necessarily share there um, with everyone and please don't share all your funny gifts with everyone all the time thank you oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes <laughs> just sometimes and what is there's a few few more answer stuff um like um, just focus on one thing at a time. So when you're doing remote work, it's easily to pick up tons of things um, because you think like, ah, I need to wait for an answer on this and that. And you, they basically say yes, but really focus on one thing. You have one main issue to solve, not two or three main issues. Of course, if you need to give someone two lines for a document or whatever, this is not, not a thing where you need to work on. Like, where you need to bound a lot of your capacity, but like really big tasks, just do one. Do not do many of them because this has a really big impact also on the quality and the concentration. Right. Links and more links. Everything what you're saying, doing, documenting, whatever should have a link. If it doesn't have a link, don't send it around because then it's useless. And this is a really cool thing, actually. Um, they use also some online tools like um, Google Docs uh, to collaboratively work on documentations. And so there is not a copy on your notebook or a copy on, on someone else's computer whatsoever. It's always everyone has access to it. The two last rules are sometimes like, okay, uh, what, what they mean with it. But the first thing is reply until it's done. Yeah, so do not just stop in the middle of somewhere the communication or try to change the topic, um, even if you have something else burning up. But right. be aware of your communication and ask, and if you really, really need to, ask if the question of your colleague is solved. Because there's nothing more critical than an unsolved question. Uh, so it could be that your answer is not the best or it's not understandable to someone. Yeah. And then you need to rephrase it and ask again. Um, so this is really interesting, nice point. And the last one is be a human. <laughs> so don't right. be, I don't know, don't be a <laughs> not <dick>. an asshole, <laughs> but like really um, just keep it easy, keep it going. Um, and this is uh, some, some really nice recommendations. And sometimes they are actually kind of obvious. Um, but on the other side, I think the combination of all of this communication habits, they build a really strong basis to allow a really productive remote work um, and can be and should be even took over to home office or regular work because even there, it's often not like that. Right. Uh, by the way, guys, um, if you want to find out anything more about uh, how GitLab is working, uh, we're going to link everything in the show notes, um, which is interesting. Uh, the whole company is interesting to me. I've uh, followed them on Twitter for years and they are very public about the way they work, uh, the way they choose their teams. Um, and interestingly, um, You heard them. Uh, you heard Mark say that they um, create issues for themselves. 
they actually use the tools um, that they actually sell you themselves to organize their work, uh, which is something that is very interesting to me, uh, to me but also uh, seems like it could be very confusing when you're working there because <laughs> everything is so meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they even do more crazier things. So there's also a really nice talk um, how they use their own tool to build their own tool. Yeah. So right. this is like the, there it's getting really paradox because they really built on the same platform they're using, the platform they're using um, oh, and update their the newest features and stuff like this. And it's like, well okay why not but yeah i mean if you organize this all in the in a good way in a good manner and have the right communication as i said communication is key here it's possible of course yeah. we have also some or the the uh, fellows from gitlab also collected the lists of advantages and disadvantages and they pretty much overlap also particularly with um, what have leonard stated before from other the research but there are also not just um, effects or positive effects for the employees itself like that you're more flexible that you're um, can choose whenever you want to work at which time you want to work but there are also some pretty cool effects to companies itself because if you work for example remote fully you do not matter where your people are from. That means that your market of finding great people for the job is now the globe and not just Europe or just Germany or so, which allows, and this is data also from GitLab, to find the best people on the planet because they can stay wherever they are or they can move wherever they want. But this doesn't matter as long as they are the best. We're just going into the whole... Um values that they have about diversity which they're also very open about and very uh communicated uh on on twitter a lot which is also something that's yeah. that i've kept an eye on for a while because it's yeah. inspiring <laughs> definitely and another thing which they identified for for the employees is also that um, all remote actually naturally attracts self-motivated people so your team's getting a totally different shape because the, the own intrinsic motivation is higher than in some more uh, nearly kind of forced teams, I would say, right. um, which is really interesting. And I think you need to have the right, right mindset and the right motivation because otherwise you cannot work fully remotely. But this it, seems yes. to be also really, really beneficial for the company. Yeah. Of course, there are also a couple of downsides. Many people feel feel really lonely uh, when they start with remote work because they do not have this initial social contact like you have it when you join a new company, running around, meeting a lot of people, um, drink coffee tons, and I don't know what, until you cannot remember even one name. Um, here you start your first work day and actually, Leonard, you know how it is. <laughs> you right, can give yeah. a first, first experience that. in it. Um, how does, if you start at home, uh, having a new computer, push the button and that's your first work day. Right. And which is quite funny for the uh, company itself, which was full remotely, they need to take into account the uh, right taxation and currencies for all around the globe. This doesn't seem to be now like the big issue, but uh, if you have worked with some of these really well accounting, controlling, and taxing systems, I was going to say this is probably terrible for taxes. That that's <laughs> horrible because 
in the worst case you need to do it for what 190 countries right and i mean for some companies it's already difficult to do it for uh, german austria and switzerland for example or even for whole europe yeah so there's for for companies itself there's also some challenges behind to solve all right yeah that was yeah that was really cool um guys we're gonna take a break uh after the break we're gonna talk about the conferencing tools that you might want to use at your own jobs if you can uh maybe convince your bosses or if you're lucky enough to be your own <laughs> see ya all right we are back as we heard before communication is king and it's really important that you can stay always in contact that you keep track of your communication and that you can really easily jump right into communication and um, basically more like face to face just on the digital way solve your issues which you have all right so i looked at some tools um just quick disclaimer for you guys uh this is going to be very subjective uh of course we can't show all the tools uh, or talk about all of them at all uh, we're going to give a short overview of the tools that we have used in the past uh, which I, i'm going to say are quite a few though and uh, we're going to share our experience with them uh, with these and uh, we did not check these tools by the way for privacy policies or terms and conditions just uh, the yeah the just the user experience we had so there's difference different categories of course um so for developers and small teams uh, who actually um, want to work together, chat and uh, maybe chat in groups and uh, send files in these apps, um, there's basically two major players um, uh, for us. Uh, that's usually uh, a lot of developer-focused uh, teams use Slack, which... Um, the chat uh, functionality and the tool integrations are, from my point of view, best in class. Uh, if you're a developer and you want to like send around code snippets or whatever, uh, you can send files very easily. Everything is very intuitive. Uh, and the performance of the app is great. Uh, what's mediocre, I was going to say, is the audio and video calling. Also, the free plan has one-on-one -on -one calls only, so uh, no like actual conference meetings. The other tool that's very uh, gained a lot of uh, popularity is Microsoft Teams. Uh, it's uh, less responsive and snappy than Slack, but it makes up for it with like a lot of features. It's of course integrated in everything else Microsoft has. The chat functionality is very similar to Slack because. Microsoft kind of cloned Slack <laughs> um, a few years ago. Uh, the what? audio, no, um, yeah. Uh, the audio and video calling is better though. It's uh, good, I would say. Uh, and what's pretty pretty great for like small teams, small companies, and uh, if you're maybe a freelancer, it's free. Like basic functionality is free. You can have meetings. Um, everything that costs money in Microsoft Teams is. Uh, like administrative tools and everything like that everything like that so it's it's pretty good pretty good deal um not of course any advertisements here <laughs> i'm still a fan <laughs> of slack in a way um 
For you guys that just need video calls or audio calls only, um, there's Google Meet, uh, formerly called Hangouts, uh, which is free for meetings up to an hour. The audio quality and the stability is the best I've seen so far, I'm going to say. And surprisingly. So we just recently yeah. uh, had a look again on it, um, as we had before. How was it called? Hangout? Yeah. Hangout. Hangouts. Yeah. Um, there it was like okay-ish, but yeah. now it's pretty stable tooling to do the calls and video calls. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, a lot of you guys have probably heard about it. Uh, it got a lot of press during the pandemic is Zoom, uh, which is free for meetings under 40 minutes for some reason. The audio, video quality, uh, audio and video quality is great. It's pretty good. There have been some privacy concerns. I didn't go into it all the way. I know that it was a lot about the calls not being end-to-end encrypted. And now, presumably, at least they're saying there are, uh, they are actually end-to-end encrypted for everyone, even free users. So we, we will make definitely one session about the um, data privacy stuff. Right. But one thing to add, there was just recently announced one um, research on all of the communication tools. Uh, I will also add the, the link to the show notes. Right. Yeah, and none of them are great. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that they stated basically that uh, nearly all of the tools have major concerns about privacy and uh, the encryption stuff um, for some reason. Um, but I think also because that they, at least from German perspective, we have a too high measurement what it's about this. Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Most of you can probably use these without having a major headache about it. I know that uh, at least Microsoft Teams and Google Meet definitely are internet encrypted. Uh, Slack, I'm going to bed as well. Um, the last tool I got on my list is Cisco WebEx. Oh God, it's Please terrible. Not. It's terrible. I just that's everything I have in my, my on my note here. It's, it's terrible. frequently killing my 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 notebook it's all the just, time. All of yeah, it is just it. horrible. <laughs> uh, big I don't that. I don't get it. It's I know I I will not say anything more about it. All right, uh, that's all I have to say about this. Now you have the honor to introduce our listeners to the new segment we have on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, last time uh, we had a look or I had a look on the actually what the professionals say to the Corona tracing app at this time. Um, and we were thinking about actually it's a cool idea to see what does so the, the professional market was um all the people on LinkedIn with their fancy titles um, saying. Also with a little bit Twitter flavor on top of it. I was surprised after searching and searching for hours nearly. There's not so much. Um, you also need to say what the name of the segment is. Oh, God damn it! I forgot it. Uh, we call the, the segment, What Does the Fox Say? Uh, if you guys don't know the song, check it out. We're going to link it as well because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but it's exactly what sometimes just happens. So that's why there comes the title from. But nevertheless, uh, for me, it was really surprisingly that the most people and the most companies even um, do not complain that much about it. I mean, there's not so much possibilities to go around, but the, yeah, well, most interested posts were about snoring pets, children playing in the background, um, postmen who come all the time and ring the bells. I found one really unlucky guy who was sitting on his balcony and a bird shit on his computer. I think he 
<laughs> at the, the, the bed, the most Amazing. horrible day in his life, maybe. Um, but in total, it was really, well, I, I would say it underlines your... No, Not no, that much bad I would experience. really say it's underlined the experience which you um, described in, or which basically Stanford um, described, um, that the people are quite happy with the situation um, and enjoy that they can do some home office yeah. or can work from wherever it is. So there was a really lot of uh, positive vibes. Um, however, what I need to say, what I have discovered, every company is now um, putting the flavor on top of their job offers that they do home office or right. remote work. I would heavily question this. Uh, so if there's someone out there and looking for a new job, question this because suddenly there's a lot of people who, or companies which really underline was bold and whatever there's just missing the yeah. the blingling arrows that they allow <laughs> no home office even from the terminology it's horrible but be aware of it yeah just check um check what's really behind it um if you can find out if the, the situation is going to be the same when the when pandemic is over so be sure of that um another thing i want to point out uh, i know um that uh, at least in europe uh, some countries um uh, have like public discussions about um actually enabling rem uh, not remote work <laughs> but home office um for uh certain jobs um even going Uh, going into the future so by law um, we have that in Germany as well um, I don't know if anything is fixed yet I'm not I'm pretty sure it, it isn't but um, that's something to keep an, an eye out for so maybe uh, while this situation uh, has got us um, into like a lot of uh, <laughs> bad shit um, it also I'm sure you have noticed forces us to change our ways in a way. Um, and um, maybe this is some positive that mm. comes out of it. Although I tend to, to be careful <laughs> with the word positive in a situation where so many people yeah. uh, get sick. There's even uh, um, yeah. a really interesting um, um, companies out there um, because what, A lot of the news say like, yeah, it cannot be for always like that. Um, it just work for digital companies who work a lot with computers and basically don't need to be in a plant side or factory side. We have a lot of factories, so it's not possible to do so. Um, even that is sometimes not right. true. Um, there's a really cool uh, knife company in uh, Switzerland, uh, Victorinox. Um, you know them with a Swiss army knife, basically. Oh, right. That's what they produce. Yeah. And they gives the possibilities to the employees to um, get a small factory workbench in their home um, to make this nice. So, yeah, because, um, really, for example, they have, of That's course, amazing. also um, um, female employees. And when they get children and want to work or do home office or work from home, what they should do, they, they cannot do it. So they would nearly or need to lose their job in the worst case. So um, the owner of the company decided, okay, we will build a small, tiny workbench, 
which fits in everyone's um, home. So they did this before the uh, pandemic? Yeah, it was far oh, right. cool. They do it since, I think, a couple of years. Um, nice. It was, it was a really nice, um, interesting documentation about this. So they're like far ahead from what, what other companies stated about. For sure, it still doesn't work with every company. But I yeah. think there are, even if some companies would consider this, this could be already a help for a lot of people also to um, be more yeah flexible in your time and taking care about your family and taking care about yourself which is also nowadays really important um, so there's always possibilities to do so all right i think you wanted to tell us about uh, a conferencing like actual conference ex uh, experience you had yeah because um the quite interesting thing is also now that um everything of the um, in the conference sector uh, is moving somehow to to the online world being streamed or recorded and whatsoever which is a really interesting combination uh, when you do home office uh, basically then you can also ask your boss if you can attend the whole day watching youtube basically um, for a conference yeah. and i have seen now two conferences online which i yeah basically can compare about the look and feel and um, also want, want to tell you why you need to be a little bit picky with it. The one conference is a Java-oriented um, developer conference, which is actually not my topic, um, but they had a few sessions about my um, uh, technology of interest, um, which is um, Kubernetes and serverless stuff. Maybe we'll tell you more about this in one day later. Nevertheless, this conference was really fast um, moved to an online version of it and was really unstructured there was nearly no participants it was just like a pure plain website where you can choose here and there a track and even if you join one of the tracks um, i partly thought my browser was broken uh, because there was nothing streamed uh, there were like two three people inside but there was no streaming and then you get even contacted by a marketing person or by an administrator uh, which wanted to introduce you to the company which actually should give the talk. Um, so they had a really, right. really poor um, experience. And I think this is also one of these things where all of this doing stuff remotely does not work. Definitely not. Yeah, um, yeah it needs to be prepared to, to get into a format yeah. that is actually remote compatible. Yeah. yeah. But I also have a really positive um, example, just recent from the from the last week from an open source um, conference, which did this whole thing a little bit more visually. So it feels like, I mean, it's like a browser game, right? You enter a conference hall and then you can go from one booth to oh, the right. other and look in the track rooms um, or search for them. But it was already visually prepared. So it it looked at least interesting. And when you hover over different booths, then you saw like, okay, um, they at the moment have small talks about this and that topic, which is not part of the normal conference talks, for example. Oh, right. And so they, they made room for like smaller conversations. Yes, exactly. Um, so you could go nice. to a booth um, and have directly a one-to-one -one communication with one of the engineers, for example, um, or with a marketing person or whatsoever, uh, which is like, really really nice to have um 
but at least you have the possibilities and i mean that's one thing why you also go to conferences not just to listen to tracks but really have communication with the people um, introducing their products and especially on the open source uh, where you do not have um, strong uh, finance in the background but really like people who are passionate this is a really good possibility to yeah communicate about it and what they also had and this was a really really funny stuff um, they had uh, tons of small games where you could win some merchandise and they were like a little bit retro sometimes looks like tetris for example um, but also like small um, hacking tasks to break out of a, of a system um, to encrypt some um, small documents and so on so um, it was really a huge variety of small games and when you solve them um, that you can uh, get some goodies basically from it so it makes this whole thing a little bit more interactive and as i said it felt more like you have a browser game where you just accidentally maybe watch a video um, where you were interested in or had a nice conversation with an engineer explaining the newest feature Yeah, that makes sense to do that, uh, to force you to interact with it. Uh, because like a conference, uh, usually the stuff that's actually being prepared is just for you to consume it passively. So you just sit there, you listen to a talk for an hour. That's sometimes you can hold, you, you need to uh, hold up your, um, uh, you need to be awake, of course, for the whole time <laughs> and, and be... Uh, be in the room and focus uh, for an hour you can and then you go out and then that's where the uh, the interactive part is just talking to people that's but that's unplanned and mm -hmm. uh, if you take these conferences online you need to uh, you need to get a way to um, to plan these interactions because otherwise you can't bump into each other exactly uh, online that's pretty hard so yeah. yeah exactly and it's closing basically the circle back to to the introduction of the of the whole podcast because i said um why the one conference works well while the other doesn't is communication is king and if you have the right strategy for it if you have a plan for it and if you introduce it to everyone it can work and it will help you to have a really great time and to be productive be efficient and um, reach what you're looking for while if you miss even some small parts in it or have the wrong expectation or something is not clear in it then you have really easy heavily times and then you yeah, basically can't be really productive or efficient with whatever you want to do right that was uh, i think a perfect uh, conclusion to this episode uh, which brings me to our last point which is our listeners uh, Like, what are your experiences? Um, how was your um, situation in the pandemic? How did you uh, get maybe to uh, work from home? All of that. We've gotten a lot of feedback already, um, which is very much appreciated. Uh, we try to uh, to improve the quality of this podcast, of course, uh, with the feedback we get. And uh, you can, of course, uh, write us an email. Uh, just uh, You can just find a link in the show notes. Um, And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. See you, See you later.